This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. It's a Thursday morning. We've put uh, Christmas behind us. And I say that because I hope that you did survive the Christmas table that uh, Wendy and I were talking about last week. And now we're heading through to a bigger conversation around rest. On the line with me, as we do every Thursday morning, Dr. Wendy Christian, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Wendy, morning. Morning, Brad. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. I did, I did, and I'm really enthusiastic about what's coming in the new year. And I feel like there are a few things, Wendy, that I have not done well in 2023, and I'm not. I'm a little bit ashamed to say it because I ought to know better, but I want to do better in the new year, and that's be a better sleeper. I'm not really a good sleeper. Yeah, I think that's a problem that many people have and something that we should all be working on um, because sleep is such an important part of our you know, physical well-being. Yeah, my problem is once I'm asleep, I sleep very well. It's just the, the distance between when I go to sleep and when I wake up again is very, very short that time. And, and I start to feel that. And that's not a nice place to be in. So it almost feels like, and I know you're calling our conversation today, sleep hygiene. I find that quite fascinating that the word hygiene is in there. Yeah. So there are practices that we need to put in place that ensure that we sleep well. And it's, it's like taking care of any other part of your body. There needs to be a hygiene around that. And if we don't have those in place, then it is going to affect us over you know, a period of time. So what are some of the good habits that we need to start bringing into our lives or maybe re-looking to completely change the way we prepare for uh, bedtime? All right. Well, if we think sleep hygiene is a set of behaviors that sets us up for good quality sleep, so we want to make sure that what are the things that are, or we want to identify, first of all, what are the things that are preventing us from having a good sleep? And what are the things that we can do differently to make sure that we can sleep better? So first of all, artificial lighting, um, and more specifically, blue light. Mm. And that comes from our cell phones, from our tablets, our computers, our televisions. These disrupt our circadian rhythm. So we can look and see what can we remove from our bedrooms or from, uh, you know, what are, how much time are we spending on those devices before we're actually going to sleep? Because they actually send signals that blue light sends signals to the pineal gland in our brain to stop us producing melatonin, which is the sleep hormone that helps us to initiate sleep. So that's very important. Hmm. Um, help us now with, you mentioned uh, uh, melatonin. Uh, how exactly does that work and what role does that play? So melatonin is a sleep hormone and our bodies start producing it from about the time that the sun goes down in the evening. And when we're exposed to artificial light, our brains don't get the signal to, to say that the sun's going down. So mm. we are constantly feeling like, oh, it's still the middle of the day or it's still you know, three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And so... If we haven't been able to initiate that melatonin activity, we're going to have more trouble falling asleep and staying asleep and having a good quality of sleep. So what do we do about this light situation? Are, are we saying you're just going to have to switch off earlier or is there something else one can do? 
Well, there are um, there are things that we can put in place. There are practices. We we get blue light um, protectors. There's, there's apps that you can get on the phone. You can get certain screens and devices. There's glasses that a person can wear to pr- protect us um, from that. So we want amber color. We want sort of more red lighting mm. than we want blue lighting. And so those are things that we want to be able to uh, put in place so that we are less exposed to that blue light if we can't turn off the blue light, you know, at a reasonable time in the evening. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling that people are listening right now and going, oh, there's so many things we have to change to be able to say no to lying in bed and watching TV or, you know, working till very late and then trying to hop into bed and then wonder why we're not falling asleep. I think we do need to change some practices. Uh, Wendy, are there other tips that that you can give us to, to help us to ensure optimal sleep hygiene? Yeah. So we would want to avoid caffeine, alcohol, and nicotine before bed because all of those are stimulants, so they can keep us awake and they can prevent us from falling asleep. Um, we need to have an association with our rooms that that is um, conducive of sleep. Mm. So if we are studying in our bedrooms or we are working in our bedrooms or we're doing other things in the bedroom, then we don't necessarily have a sleep association with our bedrooms and that can make it difficult for us to fall asleep. So we want to ideally only use the bedroom for sleep and intimacy. Mm. We don't want to have the television in the room and we want to avoid clutter so that we our sleep is not disrupt, disrupted. Mm. Um, what, what about saying, okay, it's now, I want to be in bed by 10. Okay, it's now 9 o'clock. Um, and is there like a routine we can follow to sort of coax our bodies into some, you know, to understanding this is the routine I go through and then let's sleep comes. Does that make any sense? It does make a lot of sense. Our bodies work well with routine. Um, and so we can train our, our bodies and our brains to associate certain routines with a certain thing. Mm. So if we want to sleep, for example, and we start at eight o'clock and we want to go to bed at nine o'clock, and at 8 o'clock, we start maybe having a, a warm drink and um, switch off the television and maybe read a book or something like mm. that. We create a routine that allows our minds to start shutting down, our, our, our bodies to start relaxing, so that when we get into bed, it's, it's easier to fall asleep. Because we ideally want to fall asleep quickly. Yes. We don't want to be lying awake for hours and hours because that also defeats the object. Um, and so it's an association again. As I said, the bedroom needs to be associated with sleep, but our brains need to start thinking, oh, okay, they, you know, she's starting to, to, to wind down now. I can start switching off and, and start preparing for sleep as well. So if we get into, if our body's like routine and we can actually get ourselves into some kind of a cycle, if one time you tried to go to bed too early, you'd confuse your body, right? Then you just lie there and yes. feel frustrated. Yes. Yeah, so going to bed too early, I think that's a mistake many people make is you feel so exhausted that you go to bed at a really unreasonable time that your body's not used to. And then you toss and turn and toss and turn and you can't fall asleep. And then that disrupts the whole night's sleep. So if you haven't fallen asleep within 15 minutes, the the recommendation is to get up, to move to a different room, Hmm. read a book or do something that is not stimulating until you feel sleepy again. And then you go back and try again a bit later. Um, and you can repeat that as many times as necessary if you haven't fallen asleep. And that makes a, a very, very big difference to your quality of sleep. Yeah, I find that fascinating. Um, 
what happens uh, with the, the melatonin um, and, and us bringing blue light in and confusing the melatonin or the production, I beg your pardon, of melatonin from the pineal gland? Can we do something to support it by exposing it to sunrise or sunset or something like that? Can we get ourselves into a system of, of appropriately producing that hormone? Yes, we can do that. So um, when we get up in the morning, if we stand in the sun, um, if, if you um, go outside and maybe have a cup of tea with the sun directly on you, you know, the sunrise, mm. obviously, it will be early in the morning, it, that stimulates your brain to recognize, okay, the pineal um, says, okay, this is natural light um, and it helps. You can do the same thing at sunset is to just go and sit and relax outside while the sun is setting um, and that, again, this helps your brain to switch into the fact that now it's nighttime and it should start producing melatonin. Uh, can exercise prevent us from sleeping? One imagines, though, that it would help us to sleep, but can it prevent us from sleeping? I think the timing of the exercise is the, is the issue. So exercise, if, it's, if, if we exercise too late and it overstimulates our bodies, it can prevent us from sleeping. But exercise earlier in the day is good for us because it, it also helps to relax. Um, I'm not one for naps, and I found when I have taken one, I really struggle at night to sleep. It's almost like it's disrupted my regular sleep pattern. Uh, I don't know if that's true for everybody. Maybe it was just when I took the nap. How does that work? Well, it depends. Some people are not good at napping. It does disrupt their sleep at night, regardless of the time that they nap. Other people can nap for short periods of time, so between 12 and 3 o'clock in the afternoon, for like a 20 minute or a half an hour. And actually, that doesn't interfere. Then that's quite good. It doesn't interfere with them falling asleep at night. But if you're a person that does nap and um, and it doesn't affect your sleep, then you know carry on doing that. But if you do nap and you find that it is disrupting your sleep, or if you wake up feeling really horrible after a nap, then I would suggest try and avoid those naps. Rather try an earlier night than a than a, than a nap in the afternoon. Mm. Uh, should we try and make it as dark as possible? Does that help um, in the bedroom? Yes. yes. So a dark room, again, if there's any light that's coming in, your pineal gland registers that as sunrise. So even an eye on your alarm, you know, those red little lights on the alarm um, sensors or lights coming in from a street light outside can confuse the brain and it can feel like it's time to wake up. So, yeah, we, we would want to have a, a nice dark bedroom and you can wear an eye mask if it's, if it's impossible to, to cut all the lights out yeah. or you can put blackout lines on your curtains. And cover up, and that's again another reason why you shouldn't have a TV in the bedroom because the light on the TV is going to be disruptive. Yeah, uh, Wendy. Just as we wrap this one up today, can you walk us through, maybe give us an example of what a wind down pre sleep routine could look like? Okay, sure. So you want to have low lighting in your home. So the red, uh, reddish colours are, are, are pretty good at night. So it mimics you sitting around a fire. Mm, nice. uh, we want to avoid watching anxiety-provoking movies or reading thrilling um, books before we go to bed because um, anxiety can cause us um, to struggle with sleep. We want to avoid working late at night. And if you must work late, then use your blue light filters on your technology or the amber-colored glasses, which can be effective as well. Um, and if you are exercising later in the, the, the day, choose exercises like Pilates or yoga that are less stimulating, and avoid large meals. I think this is an important one as well. So if you're eating a very large meal at night, your body's got to digest that food and, and can't really sleep and digest at the same time. So it will disrupt your quality of sleep if you've got a, a big meal to digest. Hmm. Is there something that we could 
take, like a, a natural supplement that, that could help us or something else, something herbal possibly? Yeah. So there are natural remedies. So you could use things like chamomile tea. You get valerian drops. Uh, you get hops. So those are all calming herbs that can be used to, to help with sleep. Um, milky drinks with cinnamon, turmeric, honey, um, and those kinds of things if you're not allergic to, to your dairy products. But if you are, you can use things like coconut milk or almond milk or one of the other milks um, that milk alternatives, you could still get the same effect. Um, and then if you are really, um, really struggling, you could speak to a health professional about either using melatonin or something else that would help with your sleep. So I hope uh, what Wendy shared with us this morning could be helpful to you. I know it's certainly helpful to me, the voice of Dr. Wendy Christian, health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Massive thanks to you, Wendy. And uh, just uh, I realize the next time you and I connect is going to be in 2024. So here's to a really great year ahead. To uh, And thanks so much for being with us for yet another year. I think I speak under correction. You and I have been doing this since 2017, I think. I know. I actually can't believe it. It, it doesn't feel like it's that long, but it has. It has actually been a very long time. <laughs> and here we are again. All the best for the new year, and what a pleasure that I can connect with you in 2024 again. Thanks so much, Brad, and the same to you, and again to all the listeners as well. All the best for 2024. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, seven to nine a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.